my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. All right, so today we're going to talk about paper tasks. I'm going to start off with that. So paper task, you know what that means, Neil? No, like like a a task rabbit and you're paying someone to do something for you? Kind of like that, but now think of that for for software. This is I, I think this is where software is going to go, and I think this is where you might convert Uber Suggest and Answer to Public. I I think you might start doing this. So when you think about Intercom, for example, they would charge you. Intercom's like a chat, the you know chat customer service tool that you have like a little box that pops up. You can ask it questions and stuff, and salespeople can ask you questions through it as well. And they would charge like a per user fee, maybe like $10, $15, $20 a month or whatever. And it starts to get really expensive. If you have like a thousand, a thousand people at your company using it, like it starts to get expensive, right? Um, what they're doing now, what Intercom is doing is they are charging you on a paper task model, meaning that if they resolve a customer ticket for you, they'll charge you 99 cents. Are they using humans or are they using AI? AI. Yeah. And Zapier is starting to do that now too. So let me read this off to you for Zapier. This this tweet comes from Greg Eisenberg, who's, who's a friend. Um, so Zapier, by the way, is a $5 billion company. And uh, that's a whole other story we should talk about. But <laughs> They probably were a $5 billion company. Yeah, but yes. okay. Yeah, yeah. You get what I mean. But um, so they're moving to a situation where, um, so two weeks, Intercom moved on from one of their pay, pay uh products to paper resolution, so paper tasks basically, instead of a monthly subscription. This new model makes sense to me and AI agents are accelerating this. Not every software business is ready to charge monthly. And then what Zapier is doing now, they're saying, hey, we've heard you loud and clear, our plans aren't working for your needs. Starting today, we're sharing, we're, we're excited to share three big changes to help you get the most out of Zapier. Most zaps, so more zaps, you're gonna get more zaps, okay, that's fine. More flexible, pay per task billing when you go above your plan's limit for all plans. Now, if you go over your plan's task limit, you can pay as you go for additional tasks used. More valuable, um, that's a whole nother feature thing. So I think this this will not maybe replace SaaS completely, but I think we're gonna see a lot more people doing this. Well, it's more aligned. You're yeah. paying for some sort of benefit. No one yeah. likes paying for you know, just using the same software yeah. and it's just connecting two things like, oh, your Salesforce now yeah. talks to your um, MailChimp or whatever it may be. Well, cool. 
all right, you guys were charging me $200 for that connection. Yeah. Now there's another software competitor that just came out and has charged me 50 bucks for the connection. Next thing you know, there's someone that builds it in India is going to charge me $10 for that. Dude, so we talked about this, right? Chamath tweeted the other day, hey, we are, did you see this tweet? He's building an incubator, that He's, one? Yeah, yeah, go go for it. Yeah, what is it called? Uh, 9080 or 8090? 80, 80, I don't know, 8020 or whatever. Like, But basically he's like, hey, like we're going to help you build SaaS products and we're going to use offshore talent to do it and we're going to you know reduce costs by like 90% or something. Well, let's see. I'm actually pulling up the tweet. So he tweets quite a bit. Uh, I'm starting an incubator funded entirely by me. It's called 8090. Tell us what enterprise software you use and my team and I will build you an 80% feature complete version at a 90% discount. We're using AI and offshoring to make this happen. Yeah, that, so that's the one. I, I think we, we kind of briefly touched upon this on the phone. It's It's like... The software gross margins of 80, 90% or so, that's probably going to start to get whittled away with all the AI co-pilots and all this stuff. And that's why Chamath's doing this too, because they, they I remember like they would talk about it with um, the, the all-in people um, about how software is going to come down quite a bit now. And, you know, now AI is going to help you build like a fe totally feature complete thing and you don't need to charge that much. So... Yeah, most people don't know this. You know, he had, uh, he helped with Tinder or building of Tinder or something oh, like he? that. It was something, Chamath, I'm actually Googling it right now, sells Tinder shares. Maybe I got this wrong, but I'm pretty sure. Uh, I remember this. Chamath Pepatila had accumulated Tinder shares via his investment in Extreme Labs acquired by Pivotal. So yeah, he had Tinder shares and I don't know what it was for. I thought it was because he helped build it, but maybe I'm wrong there. Yeah. Look, I think this all like, okay, so how does this apply for marketing and business? I think one, this AI, AI transformation is very real. And that applies to business, it applies to marketing as well. So everything you've been used to doing, it's going to change a lot. And I'm in a situation, I don't know how you think about this, Neil, it's like the companies of the future, you might not need to have that many people necessarily. You might, for instead of having 100 people, it's probably 10 that are super AI enhanced. Yeah. And, and that's what it is, right? And then we're just going to get a lot more efficient. And what my uncle told me, unfortunately, he's like, hey, most human beings are useless, Eric. And I'm like, wow. Um, he's like, yeah, most people in the future aren't going to need to work. You don't need too many Steve Jobs and Elon Musk in the world. And he's he's probably worth like four or five hundred million. Um, and he's just like, yeah, you just don't Let need. Let me guess, money. real estate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I know which anyway, you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And going back to Chamath uh, really quickly, it was from his investment in Extreme Labs because of the mobile development group uh, and the work that they've done for Tinder in exchange for equity. So they did build quite a bit of Tinder. For yeah. equity, uh, I think we're going to see a lot of these, like a lot of shops. And by the way, that like for us to have, we have we have ad agencies. It's like you know, <laughs> how, how does this apply to us, right? So I think this our, the key takeaway here is to, just to get you to think about how this might affect you in the future, because I don't think enough people are taking this seriously. My dad works in B two B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. 
LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But dude, you know what's funny? AI is changing so many things so fast, including what people are willing to pay for or this pay per task. The thing I fear with AI, the economy revolves around people spending money. So if AI replaces a lot of jobs, what's going to happen to the spending power for a lot of the people out there? They're not going to have the money to spend. What's going to happen to the revenue and business? Well, we should talk about this. It, so, it's one big cycle. So this is this is philosophical, right? But I do believe that most people are going to have universal basic income. And most people are going to spend all that money on probably creative endeavors. And they're going to be more entrepreneurial. They want to, you know, they're going to realize, most people are going to realize if they all have universal basic income, that maybe sitting on the beach is not as cool as it seems to be. And maybe it's a good job. It's a good idea to be productive. Yep. So then that, that money goes there. Yes. So, yeah. But no, you know, at the end of the day, I, I don't see people getting universal income. Like, where are they going to get that from? The government? I'm printing money. That's what I'm doing. How do you- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought you were doing like a camera reel. Have you, like seen Jerome, the meme? have you seen the meme with Jerome Powell where he's just like, yeah, the yeah, money's yeah. just coming out. It's like, eh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't see it. The government already has tons of issues and so much debt and we don't have enough cash. I, do, you see, do you see how the, the, the balance sheet just keeps growing? <laughs> Yeah, the, but just doesn't matter. <laughs> like, one day, I believe, and I'm not an econ- economist, but one day it has to stop. And the question is, when does it stop and who does it stop with? Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I, I think our generation may be screwed. I think my children's generation is definitely screwed. Yeah, that's why you got to do well so you can leave your kids some money, you know? Or you do well, donate it, and tell your kids, I gave you all the tools to succeed, figure it out on your own. Is that what you're doing? Yes. Yeah, okay. (laughs) No, I really am. The only time I would give them money is if my daughter batted her eyes and said, Daddy, can I live right next door to you? I'm like, okay, honey, you can live next door to me. Don't ever leave me. Anyway, so that's that's what I got on on, on my side there. Um, The next thing that I think we should talk about is you know, because we're already on the topic of AI, you have this nifty SEO trick that'll increase your traffic for free. Okay. So this one's very simple, everyone. So this is, you can do it for free. It'll take you about five minutes or so. And all you have to do, Neil, you probably know about this, but go to your search console. So everyone go to Google search console. Everyone can do this. If you have a website, go to your performance page. I'm going to slow down my talking a little bit. So go to search console, go to your performance page. Are you doing that right now? No. Oh, okay. And then sort the queries tab by impression. So what you're doing is you're looking at the the you're trying to sort like the different keywords that you're ranking for by impressions, right? Top to bottom. And then in the top 20, 
find a top five. So basically the top five keywords with a click-through rate of less than 50%. And by the way, this tweet's from John Rush. Um, this is just something that's a, that's a good reminder. But now what you do is you insert those 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 keywords and then put them into your homepage hero and your H1 and H2 and meta tags. What happens there is those pages increase their traffic. Yeah, that's yeah. not bad. Pretty simple. And speaking of SEO, I want to talk about uh, you know the shift we're seeing in B2B SEO. I know a lot of you guys have B2C sites. I should post something about B2C SEO. So 2023 is done, and I thought it'd be fun to look at my data for my ad agency NP Digital and what's drove us traffic and what's drove us revenue. So keep in mind, we rank in decent positions for keywords like SEO, online marketing, digital marketing, the list goes on and on. And no matter what country you work with us in, we don't really have services lower than five figures a year, and it can easily climb into seven or eight figures a year. So where does most of our revenue come from, at least from an SEO perspective? Well, what we wanted to first do before we get there was to look at what keywords drove our organic search traffic. So when we look at keywords by keyword length, one to two word uh, phrases drove 18.43% of our organic traffic. Three to six word phrases drove 57.31% of our traffic. Seven words or more drove 24.26% of our traffic. Now we wanted to see what keywords drove qualified leads. Not leads, but qualified leads. There's a lot of people that'll fill in the lead form like screw off, you know, don't like you, or my website is ibm.com, or you know, when the person's coming from like a random location and you know it's not ibm.com and they say my budget's a dollar a month, right? So when we're looking at qualified leads, uh, one to two word phrases drove 12.55% of our leads, even though it drove 18.43% of traffic. Three to six words drove 59.32% of our qualified leads, even though it drove 57.31% of our traffic. And seven to seven words or more keywords drove 28.13% of our qualified leads, even though it drove 24.26% of our traffic. So pretty much three to six word keywords generate most of our qualified leads, which makes sense because that's where we get most of our organic traffic. So then we wanted to dive in what keywords are driving most of our revenue. Shockingly, one to two word phrases, 4.76%. That's tiny compared to it driving 12.55% of our qualified leads. Three to six word phrases drove 46.29% of our revenue when it drove 59.32% of our qualified leads. Now seven or more word phrases drove 48.95% of our revenue when it only drove 28.13% of our qualified leads. And it makes a lot of sense. Like if you search for shoes, for example, that's too broad. It's not going to convert, yeah. right? But if you search for buy cheap basketball shoes in China, I'm just, I just added the last part because I'm Chinese. <laughs> um, but you get my point. It's like that's going to convert a lot higher. And then we compare that data to 2022. So when we look at 2022... 2022 used to be 6.08% of our revenue came from one to two words. 2023 was 4.76. And this, again, is just for SEO traffic. Uh, for three to six word phrases, in 2022, it was 62.71%. Uh, 2023 was 46.29%, so it went down. But the big change from 2022 to 2023 was in 2022, we saw 31.21% of our revenue come from seven words or more keywords, uh, uh, keywords that are seven words or longer. And in 2023, it went from 31.21% to 48.95%. That was that was the big increase. 
So what is a key takeaway for people here? I think it's, go ahead. People are getting very specific with their search queries. I think a lot of this has to do with AI and them mm. getting used to being able to type in longer things and expecting the answer. Oh, are they, you think they're using the autocomplete too? I don't know if they're using autocomplete because we've done a lot of tests on this. Autocomplete doesn't give you tons of 10 word phrases or anything like that. Okay. I, I think what's happening is is they're getting really specific with their needs yeah. and they know what they're looking for and they're doing a lot of uh, quick research. Ex yes, for the one, two word phrases yeah. and even three to six word phrases, they're doing a lot of research from that. Yeah. Once they figure out what they're looking for, they're starting to use really long uh, tail search queries yeah. to get the exact thing that they're looking for. And if your website answers it, kind of like Quora, you know how they do yeah. the Q and A and they yeah. get really specific. Yeah. It's the same thing if you answer within your text. I think it drives the most amount of leads. And we're seeing this trend, not just with our website, but with a lot of other B2B websites. Yeah. Now, I don't have data on like, you know, 10,000 B2B enterprise sites or anything like that to yeah. make something conclusive. But this is what we're seeing. Here's what we're going to try for this video. We're going to give you $100. We're going to pick one person, $100. And whoever types marketing is cool in addition to the takeaway that you got in the YouTube comments, or you can write this as a review. Just make sure you subscribe to us on Apple. Either or, we're going to award $100 randomly on this one. So someone go do it and uh, we'll do that. Neil's looking at me like, what the, you crazy? Why are you giving $100 away, dude? I'm okay but, with it. Yeah. But make sure you give us a five-star review too. Yeah, yeah that's, that's us begging for the five-star review. So that is it for today and we'll see you tomorrow. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.